But right now we welcome in our good friend from the Rainbow Resource Center, Ashley Smith. Ashley, I, I really appreciate you joining us today more so than any other day because I understand it was quite the party on the weekend. So I appreciate you making time. It was definitely a big party. Yeah, I'm uh, taking it easy today. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine so. And I, I was I was skeptical about reaching out today, but I thought, ah, it's an afternoon show, so I'll, I'll see if he can join us. So I appreciate you doing this. Uh, no when problem. we when we say it was a smashing success, let's delve into that. Um, like, is that numbers in your mind? Is that support? How do you kind of look at this weekend and and everything that happened with Pride and the celebrations? Sure. Well, um, it was a success in that the weather was good for us. Uh, I think I heard that there was 10,000 people registered to walk in the parade. A hundred and some, I'm going to say 150 organizations were registered. And uh, I was in a, like our float was right at the front of the parade. And honestly, the energy of the people all along Portage Avenue, the whole way of the whole length of the route, it was just, it's such a great feeling and it just feels good. Yeah, and I, I would think so because I, I think the numbers of participants and maybe the people taking it in and all that is how you quantify. But what you can't quantify it with is what you mentioned about the energy. And and I think there's always an energy there, at least from what I've heard. But I, I've uh, heard from some people that were there at the parade that said it was at a different level this year for some reason. It just was really inspiring and also just the energy was was much, uh, not much, but a little higher than, than some other years in the past. Like it just seemed to be an all-around great event. I think that we, as a community and as our allies, we see the anti-queer, anti-trans rhetoric on the rise. It's in the news every day, basically. Uh, So I think this year we really showed up, the community and allies, and we celebrated what we have. And that's that's, uh, that's what it's all about. It's about a celebration. It's also about taking up space and um and owning your identities and that's what we did yeah <laughs> <In> colors <laughs> and that's excellent um when we talk parade how were the numbers uh the parade well like i said uh what do you mean like the number of- well i just understand it was the largest ever and i'm wondering if that means like people entering the parade or the people coming sure. to watch it or a combination of both uh, well, just like I said, there was 10,000 registered to walk in it. That's okay. what Harry from Pride said during the rally. And um, uh, I don't know, honestly, how many were in there. I was I, like being at the front of the parade. You don't really see too much kind of thing because you're kind of early on. I was I headed to the beer gardens after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are the beer gardens? then? They were great. I mean, the show was really good. Unfortunately, uh, it clouded over, so it wasn't uh, scaldingly hot like it would have been if it was today. Um, yeah, no, it was a really good energy. The musicians were great. The the entertainment was wonderful. Right. Is that a record? 10,000 people registered to walk in it? That's what I hear. Yeah, okay. that's what Barry was saying. Yeah. Oh, great. That's outstanding as well. And how about the party on uh, Saturday night? The party on Saturday night, well, it was really good. Uh, Pride weekend is a very busy weekend. It's basically one event after another. And Saturday night Pride at the museum, there was 1,100 people there. Uh, There was a giant LED dance floor that was just really a really fun uh, gig to or toy, we'll say. Like, it was a really amazing thing to be. And, uh, yeah, drag performances. Yeah, just a really great vibe. Go hey. Canadian Museum really show, uh, showed up for that one. Oh, that's excellent as well. So now that it's Monday, and we know it's Pride Month, but Pride Week and Pride Weekend and the parade, uh, what's next for coming up this month? Uh, well, we have workshops that can you can take part in all month long. Um, we offer group rates. You just have to look at our website to get in touch with some folks about that. 
Uh, and these are workshops about our basically our diversity, equity, and inclusion training. So you so you can take part as an individual, or we encourage organizations that wanted to do presentations this month but discovered that we're all booked up. You can just sign up for these these basically lunch and learn sessions all month long. And also it includes like history lessons, history of Stonewall, and also just queer history of Manitoba. I encourage people to check out the museum exhibit at the Manitoba Museum that we created um, that celebrates 50 years of queer activism in Winnipeg. And then we just have like a couple of other events spread out throughout the weekend. Um, but, uh, but it's important to remember that though we're celebrating right now, we're committed to being um, we're committed to being vigilant against the rise of anti-queer hate or rhetoric. And you know what? We're queer all year, so we're going to be at it every single day. Yeah, it's not just about this month or this week or on, on the right. weekend for sure. Um, I want to ask you about the, the anti-rhetoric that's that's come up again, and and because it speaks to with many issues, history kind of repeats itself. Are you surprised this is happening in this day and age? <laughs> Um, nothing surprises me, unfortunately, but, uh, but, uh, you're absolutely right. It is a bit of a history kind of repeating itself, but we can break this pattern and how we do that is we, you as an individual or your organization or your, your chosen family, you make sure that you speak out and stand up against hate and, uh, stand against hate. And, uh, you know what, support your local queer organizations. For example, next weekend is Gimli Pride. You know, you could show up to Gimli and support their queer community and their organizations that support it, or also get involved in your local politics. You know, it can be unglamorous to be on a school board, but that's where the real problems start is in low, low down government, municipal government or local politics. And that's where representation needs to be seen. So I encourage people to get involved. And when this anti-gay rhetoric comes up again, and, and like we say, history repeats itself, Ashley, I'm wondering, like, I have a lot of friends who have kids now and, and heterosexual, and I saw them posting from the parade. I'm wondering, do you get more support than than in times where there isn't this sort of um, rhetoric going on? I don't know. That's an interesting question. But I think what it, it's just a reflection of how the majority of Manitobans do support queer rights. Um, it, but it only just takes a few vocal voice or like a few vocal voices to yeah. uh, to really upset the things or to be in the you know to be on the school board to ban the books you know to to get involved in politics and get a following and next thing you know they're elected to an MLA and then they're going higher you know you uh, it's a yes um, it is good to see the support of people and see them at the parade but we need to remember to be there all year. Right. Yeah. And that's what I meant. I'm, I'm glad I was glad to see it. And I'm glad to see that, you know, um, friends of mine are teaching their kids um, uh, about it as well and taking them down and participating on the weekend as well. I do want to pivot. I'm almost, I, I'm almost sure that the kids are teaching the parents some things, too. <laughs> you know what? That is a fabulous point, because I find that with our own that once in a while they shock you with what you learn from them as well. So not shock you, but I mean, it's always refreshing to sort of see that it's not just the, the one way street and that kids know and, and can teach you many things in life. And, and uh, that's a valuable point you make. Uh, I do want to pivot to your new home. Let's talk about it. How is it? Where uh, sure. Remind our listeners where it's at and all the great things that it's going to allow uh, and facilitate. Okay. So we recently moved to 545 Broadway. And that is where many people will know it as either Wilson House or where Clinic used to be. And uh, we're sort of almost pretty much kitty corner to the ledge building. And, and it's good to have them in our site. Uh, we are all currently in the Wilson House, and we offer all our usual counseling and education services. 
Um, but we're on the same property. You're, if you've driven by recently, you've seen some construction going up. And on the main floor of that will be purpose-built programming and cultural space. And then the top floors will be Canada's first affordable housing for 2SLGBTQ plus older adults. And I mean, it's very exciting. I have to emphasize that uh, more clearly that I'm a part of a coalition of queer older adult associations that goes across Canada. And in every city across Canada, organizations like ours are racing to build this kind of housing. And we're the first to do it. We're actually not only the first to like be started, but construction is well underway, and we're really looking forward to the finished product. Awesome. I'm, I'm really happy for everybody there. And you mentioned what you do, Ashley, and I, I find this fascinating. We've talked about it before on the show, but you reach a demographic that I, I think is really valuable and important, and, and I think it's it's a, a programming in our city and our province um, that really makes a difference at that age. That's right. So um, for, for many years, our rainbow was uh, sort of like doing education and then we had our youth programming but along the way we started developing our older adult program over the rainbow and for it sort of I mean the silver lining of COVID was that we were able to pivot and do more virtual programming and it was it enabled us to reach a wider audience and get more people involved and it's since COVID started and in those years honestly we've been seeing some amazing stuff happening we've been hearing that we're literally saving people's lives by getting them out of their homes and connecting them with a sense of community that they hadn't been connected to either at all yet because they didn't come out until later in life or they had become disconnected from the community because they felt older. So um, so now we're, we're, we've created a sense of community for those older adults and now we're going to be putting out, or sorry, rather creating housing for them as well. That's excellent stuff, as always. Ashley, I'm so glad everything was a smashing success on the weekend. I'll now let you get back to your rest. So thanks for doing this and updating us and enjoy the new facility. Hey, thanks for the time, Jim. Have a good day. Anytime. Ashley Smith, the Rainbow Resource Center. And of course, if you need to, or just are curious at all, rainbowresourcecenter.org has everything that you might want and even some things you don't know that you want or need. But they're a great facility and a great uh, resource right there at rainbowresourcecenter.org for all your information.